Welcome to San Francisco Bay Area Live Music Podcast. I'm your host, Monique Lisa. This is Backline Chat. In today's episode, we chat with local musician and content developer Gary Michael May. We learn about his YouTube channel, his live streaming show, his music videos, his amusement park, his amphitheater ideas, and more. Hey, Gary, how are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. How are you, Monique? Oh, I'm doing well. So, uh, Gary, thank you for taking the time to let us interview you. I wanted to kind of talk about our background and a little bit about, um, you know, you're a local musician as well. I've known you since I was a teenager, and I know that you've played in numerous bands. And so I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about about the musician in you before we move forward on other projects that you're working on. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, I'm an open book for you. Like you said, we've known each other for a really long time. Uh, I even played in your band, did a little stint there for a while, which I really enjoyed and learned a lot, um, from that whole experience. Um, but you know, for me, music, man, it, it didn't start till a little bit later. It didn't start more like to like, maybe I was like 15 or 16 for some reason. I had a late start. (laughs) What's your favorite kind of music to write, or is it all different, or certain genre? I don't know. It's funny because, you know, there's so many different ways to approach writing a song, you know, whether it's like, hey, you know, I got these words, can you put some chords to it, or I was just kind of humming this, or I got this riff, you know, so you always kind of build off some type of spark, and then you probably know just as well as I do that sometimes... Uh, it just comes out of nowhere. Mm, yes, inspiration. Yeah, and sometimes you, you know, when you try to force it, you know, it's a whole different thing. So you just never know what you're going to get with me, you know. So um, we're going to take a listen to one of your songs uh, later on after the interview. I'm coming home. Can you tell me a little bit about that song? Uh, is there a story behind it? There, you know, there's a little bit of a story behind it in the sense that. Um, I got a song called LA that, uh, co-wrote with a friend of mine a long time ago. And we were going to do like a, uh, you know, like round two, you know, uh, the sequel song, you know, and we just never really got a chance to. And, but we had started it just with like a tiny little spark, a couple lines, you know, of opening verse or something. Right. And then, so I said, you know what? I'm just going to keep going with it, man. And I just did it all myself and then went in the studio and just dialed it in. And it's one of my favorite songs. You also are a content uh, creator. I know that you have a successful YouTube channel called or named G-May. Is that correct? Well, it's called, yeah, if you know, if you want to just Google it, it's Camp G-May because I wanted to make something that was a little bit more than just about me, even though it's the camp's named after me. It's more of kind of like a camp where people just kind of come hang out and party and we all sit around the campfire and we play each other's songs. That was pretty much my main goal from that. And, uh, that and- start, yeah, that started, uh, I'm coming up on my fifth year as a YouTuber. And what are you doing now? I mean, what in those five years, 
what do, you know the main takeaway for you well, to me it's more of like a, a journey in the sense that it started on soundcloud because what had happened is you know just like all of us we need more than we have so we all have to work and we also want to explore um our artistic uh, musical side and and do all that stuff and play live so after playing for decades live i kind of semi-retired uh and took some time off and then when i hit 50 i think was a real transition point for me because i was like wow you know i never really took it serious in going and recording every song that i ever wrote and any song that i ever had a hand in writing you know what i mean mm -hmm. so that became a real clear focus for me because now it was like yeah we all need money and this and that and but I've worked hard and I put myself in a position where I'm not rich, but I don't have to do that anymore. So I get a little bit more time to spend uh, doing music and stuff. Right around 2015, I uh, said, man, you know what? I want to start uh, recording my tunes. So what I did is I went to Starving Musician and had no equipment at all, nothing, zero. And I went, I got like a little $60 acoustic and I'm in the park and I'm like, start gathering my thoughts throughout the years and uh said hey man i'm gonna take some lessons you know because i'm always willing to learn always so i put, answered an ad he delivers he comes to the park we jam it out and he's like wow man i also record so all of a sudden this friendship happened out of it and 25 songs later boom and so for three years i went into the studio with a good friend of mine chris lee the only problem was now I got to make videos of these because I was on SoundCloud. I was having some success on SoundCloud. And just like any of the mediums, you got to give it attention in order to be halfway successful and, and uh, accumulate a small amount of organic following. So, yeah. So let's segue into the music videos then. Exactly. That's where that, that's where that all started, segue. right? Right. Because it's funny that you say that because like there was a bunch of us, like maybe four or five of us from SoundCloud that had all, you know, you get to be friends after a few years, you know, listening to tracks and stuff. And we all kind of went over to uh, YouTube together. Some people went earlier, but the only thing that I found out really quick was just like the music industry, when you go to record, you're, to me, you're an uh, engineer and the person helping you, they got to really believe in you. Because if not, it's just a situation where like, hey, give me your money. All right, thanks. There you go. See you later, right? Same thing with making the videos. I answered a couple of Craig's ask. I said, hey, man, I got a bunch of, you know, uh, MP3s, man. Let's make some videos. Went and explored that avenue and uh, just, they just wanted an exuberant amount of money and really busy, yada, yada, yada. You know, you don't get this connection like me and Chris had where it was just like, hey, you know, so... So I you just, started making your own videos? Well, well, yeah. So then I decided, I decided, you know what, man, fuck this, man. I'll just go buy a video camera. I'll just get get the editing software, and I'll just figure out how to do it. And that's kind of where it all began. And the good part was I had twenty five MP threes to work with. No, that's nice. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. So, um, you know, it's all trial and error, and then, you know, just like any YouTuber will tell you, it. It takes time, and what usually ends up happening is they 
you know, everybody wants to get monetized because that's Google. Google's got a lock and key on everybody's finances. So if they're taking their cut and Google's your pimp, boom, you know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, because we all want to be successful. You know, all, all of us, or at least most of us, you know, the desire, the drive isn't financial. It's artistic. Right. It's creative. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then again, to the business and the intelligent end of it as well, you know, Hey, if I can make some money, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, put Absolutely. that down, but I'm also not going to live within this delusion that, you know, that's how I'm going to put food on the table. You know what I mean? Well, if we went to your YouTube channel, uh, Camp G May, what would we find? Well, wow. What? That's probably one of the best questions I've been getting interviewed. And what a great question. What you will find, Monique, Lisa, is a music jukebox. Now, recently, YouTube just made some changes that made me really happy. What they've done is they've made a division in your actual videos when you go live and when you put up shorts so that they don't interbreed with each other on those. It's almost like they give you three channels. You know what I mean? So on my video channel, I consider that like a video jukebox. It's got about 25, 30 really kick-ass songs. Because that's what it's all about is the song for me, you know. How many different artists do you have on your channel? You know, a more a majority is, is of it is me. Um, I've had uh, lots of people come in and sit in or even sing vocals or sing backups or do tracks. And then also, I have a really good friend of mine, uh, Mamsie May. We're actually uh, starting a live band together. We did a video together, and it was just like, boom, it just... You, you know, like I said, it's not about numbers and it's not about this and that. It's, to me, it's more about, uh, you know, the organic crowd. You know when you start assembling 100, 150, 200 people that are kind of into your music and want to find out what your new release is and see what's going in and come in and pop in on with you, um, like kind of unconditionally. Right. You know what I mean? Because they're just a fan. But that takes like seven years, and it's a slow process. Everybody always thinks that there's this magic app that they can buy or just because they do this or do, just to do that. The whole key, at least for me, and that's why I made it Camp GMA, is it's about collaborating. It's about rubbing shoulders because then what happens is you get inter- introduced to their camp. But the reality of that is you're only probably going to get one or two people out of that that truly, really are into you and your music. That's just how it is. Right. So it creates a lot of, the live streaming is a completely different animal because for four years, all I did was put out videos. So it was just checking out other people's videos, getting comments from cool people, kind of networking, and then that's how you befriend people. And that's also how you gain mutual respect from other cool artists. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now we are doing a live show. We do a live show every Saturday, right? Yes. Can you yes. tell us a little bit about that show and maybe who you've had on the show? And Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, like I said, too, that's what YouTube does is YouTube forces you into kind of live streaming because it really wants to get monetized. But you really, you can't do it. 
you know, just people watching your videos. But when you live stream, it's like an accelerated amount of watch hours. So anybody can just get to the minimum just by live streaming and having like 10, 12 people watch it, you know? Yeah. You do that for a couple of months and you'll be right where you want to be. But you can see how it, they want people live streaming. But my live stream has been a rocky road. When I started out, um, I did my first open mic maybe like about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago. And I would get like maybe three or four people that would watch. My record was like seven people. You know, I was like, oh, seven people. <laughs> But, you know, the reason why is because there's a basic minimum of coming up and playing out here in Cyberland. There's a minimum. And your phone isn't one of those requirements. So anyone that runs a creditable open mic isn't letting someone on their phone up, you know. Right, yeah. So in the beginning, like, I'd have my buddy on the phone come up. And the reason for that is because it's only a 32-bit and everything else is 64-bit. So it's just... um it's going to create a problem because in order to live, the most important factor of the whole equation is in order to live stream, you need a live microphone in your room. Okay. So any type of playback into the room, well, your mic's going to pick it up. So that's why you have to wear headphones. So what happens is when you go into this live and performing and playing live, you're in headphone land. So you better have some kick-ass headphones. You know what I mean? <laughs> Someone else watching it could have a killer stereo system. They don't need headphones. Right, right. Because they don't have a live mic in their room because they're watching it. So you, you get a lot of these people that come up that, you know, it's like, you know, and you're like, okay, dude, uh, you got to. Uh, uh. So it's just trial and error. And I, I finally figured out, I said, wow, I can't get anybody to watch because who wants to spend their Saturday night listening to garbage <laughs> <laughs> so now how many live stream shows have you done i've probably done about 300 okay wow um and that's only because when i first started live streaming i wanted to get monetized so i would wake up i'd live stream from 11 in the morning to 11 o'clock at night just because when you start live streaming too, you fall into this whole time zone thing is important because you do, you have a small organic fan base in Europe. So when I start at seven o'clock, it's, uh, four in the morning, you know, right, sure their neighbor, yeah. you know, gets up, blah, blah, blah. you know, you play your guitar four in the morning, wake up your roommate. <laughs> right. You know. So you allow for different time zones. Okay. Well, I, what I did was I made, what I did is I made, I have so much content that I make because I really enjoy editing. I'm pretty much an editor. Uh, it's just a big part of me as an editor. I just fell in love with it over the last five years, you know. So Gary, can you tell us um, a little bit about some of the movies that you made? Well, that's a very good question. That's interesting because what's cool about when you do movies and, uh, Stuff like that is you need music and True. you need lots of music. So they kind of go hand in hand. And then also anyone knows that, um, that's part of getting successful is man uh, and making some money. If uh, some independent films got budget and they're looking for music for their film and they think that, uh, you know, like uh, you got that song Phoenix, right? Mm 
Right. If it's some movie about some young girl uh, running away to Phoenix, you know, you never know. Right. Boom, it lines up perfectly with the mood. Because as I'm doing, I'm doing Groove Trek, which is uh, uh, a film. And and, um, I'm the executive producer, but I also have a great supporting cast of people that help edit, help film, help brainstorm, you know. Um, I'd say there's about seven of us really cool content creators that have good, uh, channels, Dragon Soap Puppets, Mamsy Graham, Colorful Energy. Yeah, I can go on and on. But anyway, that's important too, because if it's just you, it's kind of hard, you know? Yeah. You um, need your, your collaborative team. Right. And then you get to use all your own music. You get to use the people that are involved in its music. So to answer your question about the whole, uh, you know, movie thing, I also uh, am involved in a show called the Kitty Chicken Bunny Girl Show, hmm. and there's Netflix talk. Oh, that's okay? really because uh, yeah. uh, there's connections down there, um, and she's going on her sixth episode. I'm part of the cast, and I also even came in as a writer. And it's just getting really good. It's got Scott Wimmer. It's got, and they all live down in Hollywood. They're all inspiring. They're all, they got an IMDC page, the whole nine yards. So they're just like really trying to get this Kitty Chicken Bunny Girl show going. And like I said, I've been part of the cast since episode two. So it really excites me because I'm supposed to go down to uh, Hollywood uh, next summer and do some filming for episode seven. So, you know, it's just, and then not only that, we wrote the theme, me and my buddy Mamsie Graham, we wrote the theme song for the Kitty Chicken Bunny Girl show that she uses for her show, the theme song. So that's the exciting part about being a content creator and being a YouTuber and a musician and having a little bit more time that it's so much fun. It really is. Where do you see yourself moving forward? Um... I'm getting ready. Uh, I got a couple other investors. Um, I think it sounds absurd right now, but it's a reality. Um, we are going to be opening Camp G Mayland up north. It's going to have a sunken amphitheater. It's going to have a, a gigantic green screen production room. It's going to have a recording studio. It's going to have a game room. It's going to have a jam room. It's going to have a, a stage outside, three pan camera. We're going to start having uh, festivals. Not virtual ones. We're going to have people that will be flying in from all over the world to Where come play at Camp Gmail Land. It's going to be somewhere up north uh, in between Nevada and California. Oh, okay. um, we're, we're, we're putting together the details and stuff, but we definitely got uh, some good zeros on the end of it, you know, for the financing. Nice. So it's kind of going to be like going out in a bang. You know, the last 20 years is going to be no screwing around the, the content that gets made from up there is just going to be epic you know well that sounds great yeah well gary i want to thank you very much for uh, letting us talk with you today and absolutely and interview you um can you tell us where maybe besides youtube but you can definitely you know shout out your youtube channel again where we can find you online um, I have an album, uh, out on all digital platforms. It's called, uh, Camp G May, just like my YouTube channel. And the name of the album is called Turquoise. It's got seven or eight songs on it. Um, like I said, it's on every single digital platform there is. 
I also have a, a Mamsie May album out on all digital platforms that me and my buddy Mamsie uh, Graham, uh, it's nine songs. It's the songs on that are just incredible. Um, so two albums out right now. I have a third album getting ready to come out and pretty much my main vibe right now is Saturday night open mic jam. 7 p.m. Pacific on YouTube. You come up and you jam. It's that simple. With Camp G May. Yeah. Do you have any social media sites where we can find you? You know, I do the Facebook thing, but that's just, I really don't man it. And all those other ones, Twitter, this, that, I, you know, just as well as I do it, you know, you have to give it attention. And I just really don't have that much attention to only do my YouTube pretty much is the only one. My Facebook is, I'll pop some stuff up there just for old high school friends that want to check it out, you know. Okay. Well, everybody, you need to go to YouTube and check out Camp G May. That's right. Gary Michael May. Thank you so much for having San Francisco Bay Area Live Music come out and talk with you. Um, and we'll catch you next time. It was an absolute pleasure. If you like what you hear on this podcast, please download, follow, and subscribe to our YouTube channel and podcast. All the information is listed in the description box below. We appreciate your support. It's all about the music.
Yeah.